Hello, this is Melissa Glenn Burrell of Seed of Faith Clinic Podcast, where the Word of God is able to save your soul. So sit back, relax, and enjoy a word of edification from the Word of God. Well, praise the Lord. Well, today we want to talk on the subject of faith in action. We want to talk on the subject of faith in action. And we want to take our text from James, the second chapter, verse 17. But I want to start reading from verse 14 out of the King James Bible. So what, verse 14, what do of it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith, and have not works, can faith save him? If a brother or a sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warm and be filled, and notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful to the body. What doeth it profit? Even so faith, verse 17, even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone, works. And when the Bible talk about have not works, it's not talking about your religious works. Your religious works by how you dress. They're trying to express your faith by the way you dress or the way you wear your hair. Or expressing your faith by what you eat and what you don't eat. Or trying to express your faith by your church creed. What your church creed say, what we believe and what we don't believe. Well, what we really, really, really need to believe and act on is the word of God. So what I'm trying to say is that our thoughts and our actions have to be in line with one another. Our thoughts and our actions have to be in agreement with one another. So when the scripture talk about works, it's not talking about your religious works. It's talking about your, your, your actions being lined up with the word of God. Amen. We're talking about your faith in the word of God in action. So the Bible talk about if you see your brother or sister uh, naked and destitute and have no food to eat, what are we supposed to do? Just pray for them and go about our business and do our own thing? Are we supposed to put our actions to our faith Yeah, pray for them and provide for them. Amen. But sometimes we allow our selfish attitudes to get in the way. We see a homeless person on the street. uh, He better go get him a job. I'm not giving him anything. I work for mine. And you know, people have those selfish attitudes like that. But yet, they call themselves a Christian. 
Amen. But if you want to exemplify the, the fact that your faith is working, then there need to be actions to your faith. There need to be actions applied to your thoughts. Amen. You just can't think that that way as a Christian and not have any actions applied to the way you think. Amen. Hallelujah. See, our thoughts on Jesus, amen, we have to focus our thoughts on Jesus. We have to focus our thoughts on the word of God. And when we focus our thoughts on the word of God and hear what the word of God is saying unto us, then we have to apply actions to what we hear. But how do we, uh, how does this apply to our daily lives? And Jesus telling us uh, to imagine building a house. Amen. Let's look at Matthew 7, 24 through 25. I'm be reading out of the NIV, the New International Version. Amen. Verse 24 Starting at verse 24. Therefore, everyone who hears the word of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on a rock. I say he's like a wise man who built his house on a rock. See, he heard the word, but yet he's applying his action by building the house. Amen. But it's important to what you build the house on. What type of foundation are you building your faith on? What type of foundation are you uh, building your belief in Christ Jesus on? Amen. Are you building your faith in Christ Jesus on the word of God? Are you building your faith on your own selfish motives. Amen. But he said, therefore, anyone or everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on a rock. He built his house on a rock. But now something took place after he built the house on the rock. The rain came. And the rain came down hard. Amen. The streams rose. In other words, the, the streams, the, the creeks, the rivers, they all rose. And the winds blew and beat against that house. But yet it did not fall. I say it didn't fall. Because it had its foundation on the rock. It, so, so, so when your faith is out there and you build your faith on the word of God, when the circumstances and the situations come along, then the winds begin to blow and the water begin to rise. 
then that foundation that you built your faith on, which is the word of God, will cause your house to stand. Amen. But what what happens if we if we don't put God's word into practice? Let's look at Matthew 7, 26 through 27. What happens if you don't build your house on a firm foundation? What if you don't build your house on the word of God? Well, let, let, let's see what happens. Starting at verse 26 through 27 in the seventh chapter of Matthew. But everyone who hears these words out of the NIV. But everyone who hears these words of mine. Does not put them into practice. is like a foolish man. Who built his house on sand. You know that is a foolish man. You you're going to build your house. On sand. And you, you think about it. You go to the beach. And you walk on the beach. And you're walking on sand. And what happens to your feet when you walk on that sand? It begins to sink. Because it's not a sturdy foundation. Amen. You try to run on that sand. And, and there's a possibility that you may twist your ankle or. Uh, you may even break a leg because that sand is not a firm foundation. But yet, a lot of us as Christians, we try to build our faith on a sandy foundation. So when the winds come and the waters begin to rise and the rivers begin to flow above the level that it's supposed to be, and the storms are raging in your life, Will your house stand? What kind of foundation have you built your faith on? And the only foundation that your faith will stand is on the word of God. Amen. So, so we, we, we have to focus our thoughts and then letting uh, godly actions come forth. Amen along with our thoughts, which will establish a firm foundation. Amen? Our thoughts and our actions, they, they have to line up with one another. They have to be in agreement with one another. You know, we, we cannot think, we can't think one way and act another. Oh, that's a big problem now. And we see that all the time with, with, with Christians, we, we see it all the time with believers. Is that we, we think in one way, we, we think in the word, but our actions doesn't line up with what we're thinking. Amen. I say amen. So our thoughts and our actions have to be in line with one another. They have to work together. Our faith and, and experience turn hope into God's manifest reality. Your faith and your actions is what causes the promises of God to manifest in your life. Amen. Glory to God. 
And, and when our thoughts and our actions work together, we can see the evidence of our growing, of, of, of our growing spiritually, spiritual maturity in the word of God. When they work together, we can see ourselves maturing in the word of God. Amen. Because the word of God is your firm foundation. Amen. Because God wants us to grow. He wants us to mature in his word. But our thoughts and our actions must be in line. Our faith and our works must be in agreement with one another. Let's look at Ephesians, the fourth chapter, in the 12th verse through 13, out of the NIV. Amen. So that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. In other words, I believe that you won't experience the fullness of Christ until you believe and obey, or either you have faith in your actions being in line, or either your thoughts and your actions being in alignment with each other. Amen. So, so, so faith is mature when we experience the fullness of Christ. Amen. Our desire to be filled with the fullness of increasing daily as we grow to see the glory of God. Amen. I say amen. But I, I want to also let us know that our imagination have to be in agreement with our faith and our actions. Amen. So if we think back on when Jesus talked about building a house on a solid rock. Well, when he spoke about it, he, he was using his imagination to see and to express what it would be like to build your house on a firm foundation. So you have to use your imagination with the word of God. You have to imagine yourself being victorious. You have to imagine yourself being prosperous. You have to imagine yourself being healed. Amen. I say you have to imagine yourself. Because your thoughts develops an image on the inside of you. Amen. And you receive that image on the inside of you. Then once that image grow and begin to develop to its maturity, then your actions will be in line with your faith, the image, and what you are set out to do according to the will of God. Amen. I say amen. So we have to become mature in the word of God. 
I say we have to become mature in the word of God. And if, and if your actions are not lining up with your faith, or if your actions are not lining up with the word of God, then that may indicate that you're still on milk. I say amen. It may indicate that you're still on milk. And, you know, if you're still sucking on a bottle of milk, that means you're still a baby. And you, you, you're not growing. You're, you're not maturing in the word of God. Because you got, you got to not only be a hearer of the word, but you got to be a doer of the word. And that, that's, that's, that's your faith and your actions lining up with each other. Amen. Your, the word of God and your obedience lining up with one another. Amen. I say amen, hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Let's look at Hebrews 5, 13 through 6, verse 1. Chapter 6, verse 1. Hebrews 5, 13 through chapter 6, 1. Amen. Hallelujah. Therefore, we must mature spiritually just as we mature physically, amen, and emotionally. But Hebrews 5, 13 says, anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Therefore, let us leave the elementary teaching about Christ and go on to maturity. Whoo, Jesus. Elementary teaching. That's what's keeping us stuck. We're still sitting on the elementary teaching, and we're not maturing in the word of God because we're not being taught about the righteousness of God. We're not being taught about who we are in Christ Jesus and what belongs to us in Christ. Amen. Elementary teaching keep us on milk. Hallelujah. Let's look at James 1.22. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. If you don't do what the word of God say, you're deceiving yourself. Hallelujah. So our actions must be guided by God through the Holy Spirit. And I want us to imagine a cup in a bucket of water. The cup is not only filled with water, it is surrounded by water. That is a picture of how the Spirit should direct us, the Holy Spirit filling us and surrounding us. And we have to be filled with the Holy Spirit if we're going to live a mature life in God, if we're going to live a mature life in the Word of God. Amen? So our actions have to be lined up with our thought life. 
And our thought life produces imaginations. And imaginations produces actions. So let's go on and be obedient to the word of God. And not just be a hearer only, but be a doer of the word of God in order that your life can be blessed. So I thank you for tuning in today and listening to this short message. But I thank God that your life is maturing in the word of God. Amen. I praise God that this message would be comforting and exhorting and and edifying to your life in Jesus' name, that it would edify you and exhort you to be a doer of the word of God, that your actions as a Christian will line up with your thought life in the word of God. Amen. So I pray that you be blessed, prosperous, and healthy until we meet again.